We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here. The old man Andreas Hills in New York. Good luck to him. Johnny, Big E, our heroes rock. Bridges is debuting this weekend in New York. Make sure you guys check that out. It's going to be so much fun. If you guys are in New York, get your tickets. Go watch it. See it. It's at the film festival. If not, you guys got to wait a little bit longer. But trust me, it's really good. I've seen it. It is amazing. Shout out to those three gentlemen. It's a pro wrestling show, though. I've done boxing and MMA already this week. We did a special Halloween episode. Shout out to Nick Deus from uh, Veterans Minimum. Joined us in studio for the Halloween episode. So much fun. I was like, I got a pro wrestling episode. I wonder who I can call to speak pro wrestling with us this week. <laughs> who are you going to call? Producer. Cole. Cole, baby. Baby. How do I get that license? Ooh, that's right. a, that's an idea. Wow. Oh, my God. This Tony Khan is... got deep pockets. I Clearly. That's what we're going to talk about. My goodness. <laughs> Kel, how you doing, buddy? It's been a while. Cole, it's been too long. The people, the people miss you, Cole. I I miss, really do. I, I miss the corner of your audience as well. Uh, you know, uh, and 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 I need to, you know, Kel, I, I got a bone to pick. Um, look, you know, uh, in this in this time of uh, well, I've been moving around in parts of my life and uh, and all those things. The 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 one few one of the few text messages that I can reliably get, um, from one Mister Kel Dansby is during Saturday afternoons. When Penn State is playing, and I will just, just he will just randomly just call out my team. He will just text me, just be like, man, they're struggling. Man, they're not looking so good. And I'm like, what's up with that? Are you still, like, do you- In do the you... middle of winning a game, Cole, I'll text you. You know what? This team's not that good. <laughs> just like, just, just throw shade. Just like, why are you, why are you like that? Like, like it on their parade. No, I, I, I have to humble you. You've, uh-huh. you've seen a couple championships. That's you've true. gotten- Close with the Celtics. Like, you've had, like, really good runs lately. Mm-hmm. And then Penn State started off, like, undefeated for a second. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no, nah, I just need to make sure Cole comes down to earth. He is and not this lucky as a sports fan. I see impending doom. 
You know, and uh, and then I have to remind Kel that uh, within my travels here, as I'm sitting here in Austin, Texas, uh, the DCs have made the move. Uh, they were able to be successfully relocated uh, from Los Angeles to Austin, Texas. So I was actually thinking about hanging them, you know, right <laughs> right here in the corner of this office just for now. But you know, the thing what, is, is they will continue. They will continue making the tra- uh, making the treks with me wherever <laughs> I may go. So. You know, I'm just going to hold on. I got to take my tubby. Sorry, I can't get up. You know what I'm saying? Man, I I love it. I love it. One thing I saw from you before we get into wrestling is uh, you played live. I did. Yes. In Chicago. I did. In uh, the the home of professional wrestling, as it would be, seeing as every single (laughs) pay-per-view is out in Chicago. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I got to like find a way to like celebrate it in my own kind of way. But yeah, no, it was a good time. And uh, accomplish Kel's long, long lost dream of having Cole play live in front of an audience with with uh, with live music. So got to do that, and that was uh, that was really exciting. And there's definitely going to be more to come there. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a really fun trip, and I had never been to Chicago. And I gotta say, I was really impressed. I was was really enjoying. Uh, you know, like we weren't necessarily in the downtown area; we were in the Lincoln Square area, and. Uh, it's definitely it's like it felt like I was back in like Boulder, Colorado or something like that, where it's like kind of a small towny vibe, but like there's obviously the big city kind of route. So really dug the vibes. Um wind wasn't there. I don't know what the fuck that's about, but you know, whatever. But uh, I think yeah, it's no, like twenty degrees currently. And now it it's like now. snowing. I was there a little earlier in the summer. So yeah. like, you know, I, I think I got there right at the right time. No, a hundred percent. No, it was great. I was first thing I looked. And I was like, oh, oh, Cole's breaking out the guitar. First thing that popped in my mind, because you had the pro wrestling t-shirt on. I was like, if Cole really wants to pop the crowd, he has to just do a few chords of Cole to personality. Like when he starts off, everyone would have popped. You'd be like, oh, what? Wrong venue. And then yeah. continue. And, and just make and then make sure like uh, the, if I'm going to do that, it's like I play that song. And then like I play like two more crowd pleasers with the promise of like a full set and then piss everybody off and then have to leave the stage early. That would have really been in character, I think. Listen, and then Chicago and then done, fans are, uh, are known yeah. to be a little angsty. And it's been like I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm tired. I don't want to sing anymore. Yeah. Did you not get like one of the muffins? I didn't. You know why? Oh God, what a missed opportunity! I didn't even think about that. I don't think we were that close to it. So, oh. but I'll have to check. I mean, also, I wasn't going to be like to my friends who cl- clearly do not watch a lot of wrestling <laughs> and go like, "Look, we need to go to Mindy's Bakery because like wrestling." You know, wrestling. Yeah. Why? Because for wrestling, dog. Like this is what it is. <laughs> Which, like, if I was around the right people, like everyone would be like. Yeah, you're right. You're right. If I if I'd found Phil Lindsay there, I, that's exactly where we would have gone. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully uh, next time around, it's better than me dragging those guys around Vegas or random strip clubs. Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, you're more wholesome. Take them <laughs> right. to a bakery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cole, you get the bakery experience. Cal Dansby, you see the you see the fringes of Vegas. You. Reg, Reg is like, what is going on Reg, right now? Reg is gonna be like, no, no, thank you. That's a that's a red flag. It's <laughs> gonna see you and like start like having PTSD from that. It's just gonna that's be real bad. Wild. <laughs> uh, now let's talk about shout to my guys at Grapsy. Yes, um, something they often talk about during the week. They're always on it, covering it. AEW. The big news starting off middle of the week. 
with mm-hmm. AEW is they have now signed multi-year deal. Rick Flair. Woo! We just talked about one Rick Flair on last week's show, me and Dre. Rick Flair is 80 years old. Uh-huh. I believe Ric Flair is older than Vincent Kennedy. Going to f- check this right now. Okay, I think so. I want to make sure, but but continue. They're around the same age. Why? Why did it pop me so much to hear that they gave him a multi-year year deal? It's popped you? Popped me. Dre went on a rant, said he is convinced Rick is on his last days. He's like, Rick every day wakes up with Charlotte's finger under his nose, just checking if he's breathing. He's like, <laughs> he, he got another day. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Dre is convinced Rick is on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And when it said multi-year deal, I just thought of Dre and I started fucking dying, dying. Dre doesn't know if he's going to see November 15th. Let alone twenty twenty five. This contract a clock. Like, do we need to? Is there something Tony knows that we don't? Just sign, say you give him a lifetime deal. You want to make it just sound fucking incredible? We signed Ric Flair to a lifetime deal because that could be three weeks. <laughs> like, just make it sound grand. A, a multi year deal, so three years. It's the rest of his life. He ain't going nowhere, fam. Just you signed him to a lifetime. He's already like almost died several times, including one like once relatively recently. Yes. He's he's almost died, had a match. Almost died, had a match. <laughs> almost it's, died within the match. Yo. Certainly passed 100%. out several times. Yes. And still, still so didn't I guess, do the job. I guess the elephant in the room, Kel. And I guess I'll pass it to you to start it off. Oh, I, I age Rick too much. Rick is 74. Okay. All right. He's 74. What's, I mean, Vince is 78. Okay. Vince got four years on. Look, let's uh, Rick. Uh, Rick look eight. He, he doesn't look 74. Let's put it that way. Anyways, let's address the elephant in the room, or I guess the question that is the elephant in the room. Kel, we're going to pass it to you. The question is why? That's it. Because I can. That's why. Like that's at Got this it. point. S- sign right here. <laughs> at, at this point, Tony Khan is just doing shit because he can. Because he's locked up their new rights deal, whatever it may be. Like they were shopping that around. Seems like cool. They locked that in. The numbers. Don't, they fluctuate, but the numbers are the numbers, whatever it is. They've done Wembley. That did a, a good crowd. Their weekly numbers is a little weird, so they might have to, like, tailor the venues. But outside of that, like, their audience now is their audience. They're not the new promotion. They're not the the shiny, like, ooh, this is cool, this is edgy. Like, we know what they are. They are a promotion. And the people who really love them really love them. And... I understand people go now and they're like, oh, look at the venues, 80% empty. They're running big ass venues. If you can go to every town in America and pull five, 6,000 people, you're doing pretty damn well as a wrestling promotion. Um, WWE maybe does 10,000. So if you're pulling sick, like this isn't the Attitude Era, it's not. 
If you pull in five or six, you're probably doubling impact TNA. Excuse me. Like, uh, yeah, like outside of specialty shows and pay-per-views, you're doing really well. I don't know if it justifies the travel, the booking fee, every, everything else. Like, I don't, I don't got the books for that one. But just optics-wise, like, they're doing okay. They could run smaller venues, maybe tarp up the whole top half and force everyone to a lower bowl and floor seats, cut prices or something. But outside of, like, that little stuff, they're doing all right. I just feel like Tony doesn't feel like they're doing okay. Arguing with fans on Twitter. Still taking shots at WWE because they ran one show on your same day. Announcing that you have a special announcement 18,000 damn times where nothing about the announcements are special. Not one. It's, it's like watching someone try to be Vince McMahon when they don't have to be, right? Like, he doesn't have to be on camera per se. Like there, there's no good angle for him right now. Like you, you don't have to come out and address, like maybe the CM Punk thing, maybe. You have to come out and address the crowd on national television. Outside of that, like, why are you on my television set? What is the purpose? What What is this working? You, you're not a draw. You're not a character. You're the owner of this company and you book stuff. Just do that. He's in a very weird place for me where it's just the product is good at times and then sometimes it falls flat. They're, they're not progressing. They're now just at the point where they are. And sometimes it's okay. You hit those lows and that's what leads to you taking that next big jump. But no one can say that they're on that steady incline that they were on two years ago where it looked like, oh, shit, are they catching WWE or what? What are they going to do? They're the clear second brand. And, oh, my God, the sky's the limit. It's going to be WCW versus WWF all over. I got, I don't see that same trajectory right now. Yeah, I think I think I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I think I think that's the part that makes me like upset about it. I, and I think it's because. Uh, you know, we'll get we'll get to Rick in a second and kind of where he fits in that, but. For for me, I think like what made AEW special was that they and 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 I think everyone make the argument that kind of like the golden kind of era for AEW when they kind of took that, you know, they initially set up and it was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and a lot of that talent that was in New Japan that was killing it over there, coming over and having a home, right, and and having a place to wrestle on. Uh, TV in America. Stateside. Stateside, exactly. For people to actually see Kenny Omega, to see the Young Bucks, right? Who they'd been hearing about. And it was, it really felt like it was like, you know, these, it was like a reward to wrestling fans, like true wrestling fans that were like, no, I'm in, I like, I'm into this. This is what I like want to see. This is what it's all about. They're the people who would, be like you have to see Okada Omega and this is like changing the landscape of wrestling right and at the time that it came through who was still running WWE it was Vince McMahon right and it was not good there for a good like this this last five year stretch for Vincent Kennedy McMahon before he got ousted out out of creative power at least the first time and then there was the second time but um before he got asked the first time, 
AEW provided an alternative. Yeah. And it was an alternative that an audience of wrestling fans wanted. And I think what's happened now is it's almost like we had these kind of polar opposites, you know, kind yeah. of dominating the, uh, the the wrestling landscape to where if Tony is, is being like, yeah, we don't necessarily want to compete with Coca-Cola. We want to be Pepsi. That made a whole bunch of sense. You were an alternative. I get it. And they brought an edge that wrestling fans wanted to see. We suddenly kind of seen both AEW and WWE kind of stylistically, I won't say creatively, but stylistically start to kind of come a little bit closer together. Now, I still believe that there are two different products where AEW still fit, you know, focuses more on the matches and the yeah. wrestling work, right? And WWE, of course, is always going to be we're an entertainment company. We're talking about stories. We're about but the lines are blurring. The lines are blurring because Hunter and Hunter yeah. again is is he wants to book wrestling stories, right? It's yeah, not a guy like Walter on the roster. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and because those lines have blurred, now where AEW falls is they're not exactly as an, as an attractive of an alternative as they used yeah. to be. And I think as the kind of money started kind of piling in. And, you know, I think the dust kind of settling of that pure just influx of talent kind of leaving WWE or or, or being popular on the independent scene and going yeah. to AEW, as we kind of started to see those kind of foundations crack, it just kind of, it feels like AEW all of a sudden, it almost, they almost kind of forced themselves into a corner of being stagnant where young talent kind of got crushed by all these new all this new influx of people coming in and then them not being necessarily booked properly to kind of take those mantles right where like you look at like what happens if powerhouse hobbs gets a chance to you know really like keep that steady increase right and not necessarily get derailed when a miro comes in a john moxley comes in a cm punk comes in uh you know a rattle a you know, uh, edge Christian, or, yeah. Well, yeah. and then and so now all of a sudden we kind of get to this point where because they're stagnant, I feel like what Tony's new approach is is exactly what you're saying. Where it's Tony goes like, "Well, I'm just going to do what I want," and kind of look to 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 just kind of either like he's he's always looking for moments. Yeah. I I want I'm like pausing to say like pop himself because it does pop a lot of other people. <laughs> But he does try to pop himself. But of course, I mean, if you're a book, anyone who's booking is going to try to pop themselves. But the point being that it's got, I think the analogy I want to use here is it feels like I'm watching someone with like a, like a kid with like a trunk full of action figures and just wants to pull out several like at any time and be like, let's fight, let's do the thing, bang, and then put them away and then yeah. go grab other action figures. And so... You combine that with all the CM Punk drama, which in the long run will, at at some point, they will feel, feel the impacts of that. And especially like, look, let's let's be honest. There's a big difference between putting CM Punk on the front of your poster than Edge at this point in his career. Yeah. Uh, it's just like nothing like Edge being an AEW does not strike me the same way that like a CM Punk being an AEW does like edge is very much just like i'm just here i'm here for 
I guess these guys weren't using me. So here I am now. And then next thing you know, it's like, now we're going to go, we're going to put Paul White out there. Now we're going to get Ric Flair out there. Why Paul White is in this? I don't understand. Like, it's getting to the point. I got Paul White, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Edge, Christian Cage, who's incredible right now. Sting on my tail. Like, is this the late 90s? Lot. Yeah, like, this is, this is a, the- a lot. Well, it's actually, it fills out a couple boxes. Is this the late 90s or is this, dare I say, TNA? Like, this is, I feel like I'm seeing TNA played all over again. When's Hulk Hogan going to show up? When's, when? There was rumors. When is the one person who can't stand Tony Khan going to show up? And it's going to be Eric Bischoff. When's that going to happen? At this point, any of this is possible. I see it all. And it's like, at some point, okay, I get it. We all grew up with the Attitude Era in the 90s and the Monday Night Wars. It's over. It's been yeah. over for a long time. Like you said, Ric Flair's 74 years old. Sting is very old. Like these guys, like Edge and, Edge and Christian, have a main line program right now. Yeah. And Christian's incredible. But it's but, just like. And Christian's redefined himself. Uh, he doesn't need to do that, though. He doesn't. No, but, Edge does not need to take up a take up somebody else's spot, and Christian Cage no. does not need to entertain Edge. Uh, he doesn't need to do it. I, I get it though, because that's what they want to do. But I was, I was telling this to Dre. I was like, sooner or later, and he said it doesn't happen with everyone, which it doesn't. But it just happens a a lot with few people. Like it just seems like they're back to back to back, where you get a veteran who's pretty much done in WWE or anywhere else. And then they come over and they had this legacy act thing. And they say, I want to finish my career this way. And you just open the door and say, do what you want. Now it's not affecting your main title. And this is the first time it really affects like a lower title. See a bump did affect the main title and kept getting hurt. And then you shuffled and it fucked you up. But this one is still a, a, a belt where Christian Cage did really good work and he was working younger talent, putting younger guys over, and it was good. And then Edge came in and said, I want to work with my best friend. And they're like, all right, go ahead, straight into the program. And it's just like, all right, well, Powerhouse Hobbs or Ricky Starks or someone younger could benefit from having that belt. Like, they can Miro. work this program. Miro, just give the belt up. Like, we, we just had a great match with Andrade which seemed like it was kind of like babyface Andrade because him and Danielson, like, you know, showed respect after. He could use a, ti- a mid-card title. Like, there's a lot of people on that roster that could use a good mid-card title push. But now you got this with the best friends, not, not the literal best friends, but with, you know, Edge and Christian. And it's just like, well, now the belt's stuck there because Edge is in this program. Or you'll have what Tony's been doing, which is a convoluted web of storytellings everywhere, right? It's not like a, WWE has like a, a web of storytelling right now, but it's kind of all leading to war games, right? So they try to connect everyone. In AW, it's just for the sake of having it. MJF has four feuds going on right now. Right. Simultaneously. You had Kenny Omega challenging for the bell. Adam Cole still out there lurking. He has uh, Switchblade going... It's it's just a lot of shit, like all at once. Right. Christian Cage is like rest. You got Edge, and he has this person, and it's just like oh, everything's so convoluted. I love Swerve. 
and the swerve character and everything and the push. And it's like him and Hangman finally got like into their own thing. But before then, it was Swerve versus Darby, Swerve versus uh, the Nick Kid, Swerve still teasing Keith Lee breakup. Like it was like three different things. And I was like, oh my God. And then Swerve Hangman came through and I was like, this too? And then finally they like zeroed in and him and Hangman are telling a really good story. And it's just like, yo. And, and people make fun of it because, you know, Tony at all the press conferences and everything's just like wide-eyed looking everywhere and just like not blinking. It's like, yo, that's how he books. Just, that, it it kind of feels like it, yeah. Yeah, it feels just like looking everywhere. Again, it's the, it's the action figures. That's that's like the that's the analogy I go to. It's like slow down, tell one story at a time. Yes, the others will be there. Right, and I think that's really like what he has to focus on because now, and then it leaves like no time for the women's division. So they had a great women's like commercial promo thing with Doja Cat, and then it was like watch AEW's women on Wednesday. You remember any? I don't remember anything about the women this Wednesday. Um, Tony Storm, who's pretty much the doll of the division right now. Right. Timeless Tony is amazing. They didn't yes. do anything special with the women after that video. It was just a normal day. Right. And then, oh, Willow had a match against Sheeta, which was okay. Like, it wasn't the greatest. Like, right. they didn't do anything special to piggyback off a very good and special package. Right. So it's just. It's all over the place. He needs to chill. Like you got a lot of time. You got a lot of hours on TV. Use it wisely. Build stories. Make people care. Because if not, people are going to check out. Like you're you're not the shiny new thing. Like Will Osprey just went and had a five star match in TNA. Like people are like if you're shticked is yo we have the most five star matches. It's like cool. This is happening everywhere now. And, and, I, I and, it's, and it's and you things. can go and you can go and you can see it. There's yeah. new tapes. There's the no. internet. Yeah, I I can literally go to the Nerd Bar downtown local Vegas and might catch a five star match. Speedball and Vikingo might wrestle down there, and I can have a fucking five star match in the middle of downtown Vegas, drunk as shit. Not <laughs> me, drunk as shit. Like so, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, what else do you do, man? Like you have all this right. you tell make us care. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, and I think, and I think you hit you hit the nail on the head right there. Like again, you use that analogy with Vikingo. Like we literally in one night went and saw him have five star caliber match at USC, and then we went over to the Ukrainian Center in in LA, yep. and there he is with Speedball. And it's just like, he, like wrestling travels. Like that's not that's not the like that that is a it's it's great when you have those moments but you can't keep relying on those moments it's like a sugar rush you know and at the end of the day i think what what makes the best what makes for the best feuds and especially even just the ones that are just like strictly in ring feuds when you think about okada omega like the thing is, is like those matches built upon each other, right? It's not one thing to just have one great match and be like, wow, what a great match. It was amazing. Like, that's cool. But I think what makes people excited is when you take a great match and then you go, okay, where do we go with it next? Yeah. Right. And they have the characters to do it. Just like you said, there's certainly like, obviously MJF obviously can do it. And I think they are suffering from a over-reliance on MJF because I don't quite think they know what to do with babyface MJF. I don't think, I think they, they, there is an answer, but they're not using it right now. And my question then real quick on that to you is, and again, no one's here to feel sorry for Tony Khan, right? Of course. But does he get a pass because of the rash of injuries? MJF's entire program has been derailed by injury. When it, it was injury and fight. It's him versus CM Punk. He was supposed to come back. He had the mask and everything. CM Punk gets kicked out of company. Boom. CM Punk comes back, has the other title. It looks like they're probably going to build to a title versus title with the stupid CM Punk X title. CM Punk's gone again. Now, you have Adam Cole. Him and Adam Cole working great. Adam Cole, gone. And then uh, Danielson's hurt. Like, there's so many injuries and so many programs where people are just gone roddy was gone like mjf is now just like oh i went babyface because me and cole organically went babyface and now i'm stuck and to tony khan's credit like i don't know what you're supposed to do with that right like do you just let mjf go heal again like what what do you what do you do because he was right predominantly probably gonna turn on cole and go back heel you don't know when cole's returning do you keep the belt on him and wait? Like, it's so tough. And that's why when people criticize Vince on the back end, Vince's best moments, probably the past 20, 25 years, 
or when people get injured or fuck up. Stone Cold doesn't happen unless Triple H does, you know, what he does and fucks up. Sean doesn't lose his smile. There's obviously other stuff that doesn't like. There's always something that happens just out of sheer dumb luck. Sure. Roman Reigns, like a lot of shit, he just falls into things due to injury. Kofi Mania never happens if it's not for Mustafa Ali injury. There's a lot of shit, but Vince's ability to just turn on the fly and turn something that should be horrific into gold is wild to me because we're seeing another guy with all those same assets, talent, company, money. He can't. He can't, can't, can't adjust on the fly that well. Just can't. Yeah. It feels like when one thing gets stuck and the higher up in the food chain it is, uh, the more everything else kind of gets stuck behind it, right? Where all of a sudden we're kind of having to, like you say, like the the convoluted kind of stories where like MJF is feuding with four people. That is all because of exactly what you said. It's it true. I, I do. I do. There's definitely a lot of merit to to the injuries. I think. Uh, I, I think if anything, what I think our biggest criticism comes to is just kind of with a lot of the in the the influx of the talent that kind of comes in and kind of keeps people from continuing to progress their stories. So when you know, or or you 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 get this new talent and then you don't use them for like weeks on end, or mm-hmm. you get talent that doesn't need the pushes, a la Jeff Jarrett, and you put them on TV every week. Right. So it's like, like should Keith Lee be getting some of Jeff Jarrett's time? Probably. Sure. Probably should be. What about Miro? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like, and then we're giving these spots to edge. Now we're going to give these spots to Ric Flair and it's a multi-year deal. So like Sting's already said, he's not going to be here for multiple years. He's only got a couple of months. Yeah. So what's Rick going to do when, like, why does Ric Flair need to be on television in the year of our Lord, 2023, soon to be 2024? We don't, like, it just feels like, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think, yes, some of it is, is due to injury, but there is definitely something missing from Tony's game where he does not have necessarily that ability to, to, to kind of, like, all right, go to the drawing board, find the idea, and go with it, you know? So and it always looks so easy when you're behind man. the keyboard, when you're on Reddit, when you're doing like it always looks so easy. And when it's perfectly meticulously laid out, Tony has done a, a really good job at the top. Right. Like, and we should, we should also is. and we should also say there's been plenty of times that like we're we, we sound like we're gonna give Vince a lot of credit. Let's also like say that like plenty of it is luck. Right. And, dumb and, luck. And plenty of it, luck. plenty of it is ability of 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 wrestler, a la Sami Zayn being put in the bloodline, right? That was a joke. Yeah. That shit was just a pop Vince because he then, had nothing to do. Then it became part of one of like the best stretches of storyline storytelling that WWE's had in a long time. Forever. Yeah. I want to say like that six, seven month period was elite. I mean, yep. it was amazing. But like that position's not there unless like Vince does something dumb. Like, so it's not a I don't think any of it is necessarily like a canny. It's it is a canny but, and an uncanny ability. Truly, yeah. To to my to my point is, we always just think like, okay, Vince lucked up on that, right? But when really, it's that talent, like you just said, getting those things over. 
But Tony has that same talent now. So it's not like a company like TNA, which was lesser than... The only comparison we ever had for a long time was WCW. Or like, yo, can you just fall into things? I'm sure Bischoff fell into just a lot. (laughs) A lot of shit that went his way, luckily. And it's just like Tony has to show some of that ability. Where these injuries, when they do happen, then it's a whole different topic to be like, is the style sustainable? Yeah. Is an indie style on a big stage sustainable? Because now the injuries are racking up. And yeah, right. Dre, Dre always says they're fluke injuries. Or this could happen anywhere. Or it's just wrestling. It's like, yeah, but it's happening a lot. And and like Danielson's been, he's like, I'm going to have this great match with someone. And then he's hurt. Yeah, but he's had he's had a he had a broken arm against Okada, and then he now broke orbital. His or, orbital bone, like, and it's like, and you watch two the injuries way, in one year to a forty year old in two matches. Yeah, and and I get it. He's he's kind of going through that. Like, I don't have much time left, and clearly he's like going for broke in all yeah. of these matches. Like, he is throwing himself out there. So, like, we're getting perk angled. Brian Danielson, which is kind of fucking awesome, but, um, and hopefully he goes to Tokyo Dome and goes and fights Okada. That's all I want. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and and so this is to say, like, I don't I, I don't want to end this necessarily on like let's poo poo AEW to to shreds here because I do believe that they still have some spectacular individual talent and some of it that is currently shining right now. Obviously, MJF they can goes, give a five star match every night if they wanted to. But you just got to make me care. Yeah, yeah, and and not even just that. Like, like you know, I feel like even from the storytelling perspective, yes, MJF's had to deal with like four different people and kind of be thrown around because of the Adam Cole injury. But he adapts to every situation. He's yeah. still when he's on the screen, he still must watch TV no matter what. I think. I mean, we're we're, we're biased because Swerve, friend of the show, but Swerve has been fucking killing it. Yeah. He's been straight up killing it, and hopefully that leads to he he's the best deal in the company. So outside of Christian Cage, outside of Christian Cage, but Christian Cage <laughs> obviously has mamas. That's true. That's that's tough. That's tough to compete with. But Swords doing <laughs> Swords going to Hangman's house and like talking about his kids. So like that's that's pretty good. That's a spread it's up close. There. Yeah, it's pretty close. But like let's like let's get Swerve and MJF going. Let's let's have Christian Cage insult some more parents. I guess, um, you know. So I think like right now they have to. Right now we're not gonna know how people are really feeling about AEW until football season starts to kind of draw back again, because I do think that that impacts them, especially with the show on Saturday and whenever Adam Cole comes back. It's almost like a show on Saturday is not a great idea. It's really, yeah, well, we with a a ring of honor show on third, we we could talk a whole bunch of their programming schedule. I feel like we've done that night day, but like end of the day, Football needs to end and Adam Cole needs to come back. And that's where I feel like we need to kind of see that's that's my next kind of real temperature check for AEW. Because for right now, like you said, injuries, even like there's a presence when when Mox is injured, that's a completely different show. Yeah. It goes so understated, like I don't think people realize how much Mox like carries the attitude of that show. And just like the just the style of that show, when we like remember it when he's not there, but when he's there, yeah. it's like oh, it's Mox is there, Mox is bleeding, haha. But like that's like truly like 
he brings that kind of him. Eddie Kingston have always been those kinds of mainstays yeah. that like badass reads. They show. need to be regularly on because that is true. Like that is still something that is so different from WWE that differentiates you. You need to continue leaning into that. And I, I think too, like part of what uh, leans into that too is kind of the elite maybe having more of a backseat in a lot of these uh, feuds and and roles. Like yes, there's some stuff with you know, Jericho and Omega and now the Young Bucks are kind of getting involved there. Hangman is feuding with Swerve, which is great, but like they've, they're really not at the forefront as much as they used to. And so I think like it's, that attitude kind of needs to come back a little bit where we got to get, get to a pay-per-view where like the Elite's got a good feud, Mox has got a good feud, Hangman's got a good feud. And ride the hot hands. MJF and Adam Cole are doing something like get me to that pay-per-view and I want to see what that looks like. But in the meantime, they've got to just kind of survive right now. No, I, I agree. Let's see what they're building towards to their next pay-per-view. I get your opinion on these since you're sure. here this week, Cole. Oh, sure. Um, MJF mystery partner versus the Guns, ROH tag team titles. Who do you think it's going to be? I hope I it's my... uh, Oh, who do you... Uh, hmm. Well, they already did stuff with the Acclaimed this way. I was going to say, I hope it's Max Caster because I just love their their back and forth on Twitter. Uh just i get such such joy out of that um it's got to be someone who like wouldn't necessarily have like a match on the card and there's still matches to be announced so like him and him and kenny could have been a thing maybe because like they but they like just had a title match like golden lovers are still around right well that that could be thrown into the Jericho stuff. Um uh I'm gonna say Wardlow. Oh Wardlow. What yeah. The... I'm not mad at that at all. Maybe this I... is me taking action figures out, but no, I mean I, I like that. I think they just had interaction. So that's that's, like... that's what I was just like remembering that and I was like, ooh, just yeah, clever heat tease that, right there. That'll that'll heat up Wardlow real quick. I would say my personal one, I want it to be Roddy Strong. Oh, that would be weird. He tells Cole, you're injured, but I won't let you lose your belt. Mm. Neck brace off. He goes in there. <laughs> you mean he like, takes Adam like, Cole's spot. Like Kevin Nash style with the yes. chair. <laughs> I will defend your title until you are healthy because I'm that good of a friend. That's still one of the best best gifts of all time. <laughs> Kevin, of, of just throwing Kevin, it off. Kevin Nash with the gas. He just throws it off his legs just, just sitting there. Because uh, you love it because they use it for Paul Pierce every playoff <laughs> run. Every single time they use that for Paul Pierce. Look, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and deny it. Why, 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 I'm not going to sit here and deny it. <laughs> uh all the other things I want to ask you about. So we have MJF, Jay White, MJF again going twice in the same night. It looks like coming up. I think MJF gets through this feud because he was just pinned clean by Jay White in the tag match. Yeah. And I think his uh, WWE booking where they give the guy a, a TV win, he loses at the pay per view. I mean, there's really, to, to me, I feel like they're, I feel like I've even read that like, 
people are like, man, this is the most unsure that, you know, maybe he could really lose the title here. And I'm, I kind of just sit there and go, but like, why? No, like, I don't see that at all. Like, I think they're going to put on a stellar match. And I think, I think Jay White's done a really good job. And I think Jay White, if anything, Jay White has come in. And I feel like for a long time, the impression of the guns was kind of a joke. Like people did not take the gun seriously. I, mean, and I started then, liking the guns with the water. Though. Yeah, I, but I tell you what, J, yeah, Jay White and Juice Robinson come in, and and Bolt Club Gold. I thought at first was going to be like kind of corny, and it's totally worked. And yeah, they they would have been all right not calling themselves Bolt Club, but yeah, sure, like one hundred percent. Um, I it, I think it works. These a holes are getting me to like Juice Robinson, which I never thought totally. I would admit. Like I'm just so against the cold, but at this point, it's just. It's just me being stubborn. I can't even say for any other reason. I'm just stubborn. The guy still annoys me, but he but works I, so know, well with him. You know what I still want to see? I still want to see, because I do believe Jay White is is definitely one of those guys that it may not you may not think of it at first, but like I think clearly Jay White, as far as people who can talk on the mic, can go toe-to-toe with MJF. And there's not a lot of people, I feel like, that can do that. No, he got so much better that last, like, two years at New Japan. Jay so White on the microphone as, as a heel is fucking fantastic. And he has such he, a douchey Australian accent. It's amazing. And But he just, and he's got, he's got, like, the rhythm and the cadence down, man. And he just, like, he never feels like he's slipping up whatsoever. Yeah. It looks like he means everything that he says. So I really lo- love, enjoy, I, I really enjoy <laughs> Jay White cutting promos. So I, I think, I think, honestly, this, this, um, I'm surprised that the main event hasn't necessarily had as many like face to face promos as they've had because they usually have been doing bull club yeah. gold kind of backstage and doing promos, which is cool and fun. But that kind of has like a fun little jokey vibe. Like, I want to see a little bit more. Like, I think Jay White when he laid down the gauntlet got to throw down one of those promos, but I want to see a little bit more of that before going into the going into full gear. No, I, I agree. I, I feel like bull club gold is like kind of collision exclusive. So that's where like the disconnect has kind of come, um, but they have to cross paths sooner. Like, so mm-hmm. can't wait to see how that plays out. Let's talk WWE before we get out of here because they have a premium live event. Crown it's Jewel, time for the Saudi bag. Hey, get that blood money. We where, just recapped. Uh, where yeah. where does the money go to now? Man, I just recapped Fury and Ganu, and uh, and and that in the kingdom of Saudi. So Vince, Vince and Taker went, they just stayed. You, yeah, like, you mean, we just came out yeah, a week early. You mean uh, WWE competitor superstar Tyson Fury? <laughs> yes, yes, future WWE Hall of Famer Tyson Fury. Future Hall of Famer Tyson Fury. All you need is one match to go in the Hall hey, of Hey, man, Tyson Fury didn't like hitting the ground in WWE, but he got to hit the ground in Saudi this time. So, you know, funny. Man always gets up, Cole. Always he, does always, up. he does always get up. He does like, always like Taker. Taker watched him. Pull the Taker every time. Shout out Francis Ngannou, man. Goddamn. Living the fucking dream. Good for him. Just bet on himself. About bet to on cash himself out. and he is going to cash the fuck out. Because Tyson Fury just fucked around and, and probably hit a binger the night before and thought it was going to be easy. And he found out. Yeah, found out. That's man, right. That man fought pretty good. That man going to trade from now on. I tell you this much. Tyson Fury will be like, I ain't getting caught slipping again. This guy came out here trying to take my face off. Uh, Don Taker seemed entertained. Vince McMahon seemed uh, on the brink of death. But or, again, Dre, Dre or, thinks that's a work. Or more and more 
diving into the reality of becoming a uh, becoming a cartoon villain. Yeah, Dre just like no, like he probably when the cameras are off, tosses the cane. He's running fucking marathons in Saudi, just like perfectly healthy. He's it's like he's, it's, he's actually he actually secretly is like he he looks like the Vince McMahon that ran in and tore both the squads. Yep, just yeah. ripped under there. He's just wearing an old man suit. Yep, it's like a the Star Wars joint, one of the new, newer Star Wars movie, I guess the second gen ones, where like Yoda is always limping around with the cane, and then it was time for him to fight, and he just oh, fucking he flips it into the lightsaber. He's going crazy. That's Vince. That's what it reminds me. Once of. again, great spot to use the Kevin Nash gif. Great spot. <laughs> it's, it's a work. Don't Everything worry. is pro wrestling. Cole. Everything shows up to a boxing match. Fucking work. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having this pay-per-view coming up, let's see. We'll just go through matches, give our predictions. Sure. Uh, by the way, NXT has been really good on the week to NXT. Week. Who jumped Trick Williams? Who did? Has it? been fucking fantastic. Very really. Ha- and, and even with the, I was a little skeptical at first with all of the kind of talent crossover between, mm-hmm. you know, the main card and N- NXT. And, and especially given that, like, a lot of the main card ends up winning a lot of those matches. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's working. I don't know. Becky had a great run. Yeah, I don't know what exactly it is that's making it work, other than like the talent that they're that they're focusing on is just seems to be. It seems they just seem to be getting it fucking done. Is what it is really? You see my boy, Dirty Dom. (laughs) You see him, Cole. I spoke it into existence on this very show. Um, still one of the still one of the oh I lived it I experienced it Kevin <laughs> and I just I, I mean like we I, I'm telling you in that room that day there was we it's were on magic because we magic were, happened I mean not only did you predict that exactly but like all of our other predictions were like we were like they still we still have a shot on like oh, a lot of those oh, we're cashing those tickets and we oh. were in, we were in Fuego that oh, day man. that's all it's, I'm gonna say tell you. <laughs> Look at that call. That's... Get, the, get the gun. Get the, get the guns. Water guns out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First, that's Sami Zayn versus JD McDonough. Uh, this is all Shane. I think all of Judgment Day are in action. They are some form or fashion. Mine is Dirty Dom. That's true. Yes. Well, so you know what. 
I'm intrigued. What do you think? Do you think JD McDonough is going to beat Sami Zayn after Sami Zayn said he God, wants no. to go get a title? God no. Um, Sami is going to beat JD McDonough. Yes. Sami will beat JD McDonough here. But it'll stop him later on in the night being able to get involved. Okay. In anything. All right. Okay. Leave it at that. So we have that there. Seth freaking Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Seth freaking Rollins. It depends on where the placement of exactly this what I was going to say yep. is in the card. Are they going to, like, because if it's like on first, during there's going to be no cash in. No. But if it's if it's on before Roman if, takes his five hour walk to the ring, it, that this, that should is, be main event. Is this if if I, Cody versus Priest opens, I'm back again. Yeah, I think that's I'm what. Back on my prediction again. This is this is it, right? He's he's got to cash it here, right? You have to because he has to hold the title for some period before Mania. Or he's not cashing in until after me. Yes, he needs to. Like, he needs to. Get time to shit or get off the pot. Right, he's got to like. He can't go into like Royal Rumble with the briefcase still. No. At that point, or he's, he's just never cashing. So, but okay, so so that's the easy part is for us to predict the uh, cash in. But under what circumstances do you think? Drew gets the win? Do you think Seth retains? What do you think? I think I may have mentioned this before. Seth beats Drew. Okay. Drew beats the hell out of Seth off of his new, like, I just don't care about people. I'm kind of going heel. Beats the hell out of Seth. Walks up the ramp. Priest comes down the ramp. This time, he doesn't stop him. He just looks at him, says, I'm coming for you. Keeps walking. Priest goes in, cashes in, beats Rollins. Takes the sword out, stabs him. That, and it's just like, okay. And then you have just Priest feud after dead, Survivor Series. Dead guy. <laughs> yeah, after Survivor Series, maybe you do a triple threat. At Does Rumble. Drew actually now come out to his old music now? Because he keeps teasing it. And like they did it in like a little promo package when he fought yeah. overseas. But like if he's going to go full heel, then maybe he should just get the Bring music. it back. Bring it back. I would love to say goodbye. <laughs> uh, so I think that's how it goes. I, I think Drew just don't give a fuck. He beats the hell out of Seth, leading to cash in. But I predicted a cash in four straight pay per views. Yet to happen. It's like Nakamura going to come out from under the ring and just like <laughs> whisper in Drew's ear, he's back. <laughs> and then uh, Cody, Damian Priest. Cody's going to win because Damian Priest has to lose to Cody. No one cashes in after a win. Cody is invulnerable. Like Cody's a cheat code. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's, uh, out, he's, he's out there to grab his bag and go, whoa! So everyone's oh, like, Saudi's going to go crazy. Yeah. Probably think he's Dusty instead of Cody. They don't care. They don't got a new television. We, I mean, they have enough money probably to pay for the remains of Dusty to be there. They have enough money for Cody to wear a fat suit and show up in polka dots. <laughs> <laughs> if they wanted to. America, the music and all, America dream, and then whoa, and then cut it to dust. Okay, okay, I'm all for mashup. I hope his I hope his code is polka dots. <laughs> uh, Ray Mysterio, Logan Paul, 
Logan's becoming champion in Saudi. Let's let's do it. Let's go. Let's just do a quick history lesson to last year's ground rule, where Logan Paul got booked like he was fucking Cody Rhodes against Roman Reigns. It like he was getting near falls in Saudi on Roman Reigns. Logan Paul's winning this title. This is just you don't I don't care whether you like it or not. You're gonna be drinking prime. He's beating Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Pop it K- like a champagne. K- oh, and and KSI will come run to the ring and be like, Yeah. hundred percent KSI. Because there's hundred percent they paid KSI to be there too. hundred percent. Jake Paul probably there. It's Saudi. Well, I mean, if KSI is there, I then They'll both celebrate. Maybe that's where you get the face off. Logan teased this match at his boxing match. Maybe KSI and Jake teased their fight first stand down. And KSI actually is booked for a WrestleMania? Boxing match at Mania? Oh, my worlds cannot collide like that. Could not collide like like, that. I ain't worked in no fucking WrestleMania. (laughs) Insane. Yeah, no, no. That's my day off, Cole. That's why we. That is my anniversary. I'm yeah, sorry, I'm not working. I'm maybe. sorry, I, and I don't even want that to happen either. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I'm just, I'm sorry. Don't take what I say too seriously, friends. <laughs> don't, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> don't, don't at me. Don't, 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 don't hit me with the X. I don't, I don't. Eo Sky versus Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Eo keeps going. I mean, I don't see any reason for EO to lose the title until like when's when are we gonna get a Bailey turn on EO? When's that gonna it has happen? Has to be soon, right? Or EO turns on her. I mean, Bailey's growing her hair out. I'm convinced she's gonna bring back old Bailey with the ponytail. Wow, there you go. What if we what if you think like the, the hugger? The hugger is back. Yep. The, you mean wacky for mania. Are you telling me there's going to be a return of wacky, waving, inflatable, arm flailing tube man? All in Philadelphia, like this. Oh my God. Is she going to bring out the old music too? <laughs> hey, we want some Bailey. Yeah. What? The chance? Oh, it's it's on. All the original music, everything. Cool. Okay. That'll pop someone at Mania. Uh, that'll, that'll definitely pop a lot of people, 100%. But yeah. I I just wonder if there's a way that that character works with still having like ding dong hello. Oh, that's a good question. She, she needs like a little bit of that edge still, like because people for, people forget like you could do that happily. You be like, ding dong, hello, like you could just turn it into like a straight blues clues. I'm, like I'm sold, I'm sold. Happy as hell. Where's that shirt? I want that shirt. <laughs> yeah. I want that shirt right yep. now. It works, Cole. It goes both ways. It works, man. If she does that, I'm again. We're gonna be having another call. Man, like, he fucking did he called, called it. He Someone it get again. this guy a check. Did it again. Uh, John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. Uh huh. Boy, John. John's really been. John's pretty, pretty, pretty sad. You know, John says he he doesn't have it anymore, and that's because he's right. He's gonna get murdered by Solo Sokoa. Uh, John Cena, Solo Sokoa. John Cena doesn't need this win, but they'll riot in Saudi if he loses. Because, <laughs> again, they don't know anything new. They're like, why is this Jabron beating John Cena? Okay, so then here's my question. If John Cena wins this match, he can't win it clean. What kind of shenanigans 
can John Cena use to win? Does somebody help him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's Jimmy doing? What's Jimmy and Jay doing? That's true. Jay could. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, so Roman has to become more and more pissed at Jimmy before we get to war games. Jimmy's gonna fuck it up for him. And it still don't make no sense that Jimmy just came back and was like, yo, I'm getting back on the squad. So it has yeah. to be some type of in- internal sabotage. Internal sabotage. So Jimmy, Jay comes out, Jimmy tries to stop Jay. Somehow Jimmy super kicks solo. John wins. Okay. I believe that, yeah. Some Uso Uso book. Some Uso booking. Okay, cool. Bloodline. I, sh- I shouldn't put that all on the Uso. I should say bloodline booking. Yeah, all the time. No one okay. loses clean. And then last one, last two. Uh, Rhea versus Nia versus Shayna versus Zoe versus Raquel Rodriguez. She's getting all the women on the card. It's in Saudi. I don't think there's ever been five. One, two, three, four, five. There's seven women on this card in Saudi. History. There's barely ever been two. And ain't none of them beaten Rhea. Not a damn one. I hope Rhea stacks them like pancakes. Now, there you go. With Nia Jax as the butter on top. All right, here's the here's the more interesting question. Who beats Rhea? And how do we get there? She's you kinda, know who beats her. She's kind of fucking unstoppable right now. You know who beats her? It ain't anytime soon. You know who beats her. Okay. Next SummerSlam. Next Mania. Rhea's holding this belt for a while. Oh, yeah. Jade Cargill is going to beat Rhea. Jade is going to beat her. We'll see who the unstoppable forces. But if you want to make her, I wouldn't let Jade win Rumble this year. I'd give Jade like a a little cool feud. Build up, be a badass, everything. If she wins money in the bank for the women's, Jade Cargo with money, with the money glasses and look like, and have a little lackey carrying her briefcase and shit. Look like a million bucks. She needs to win money. And she can just cash in dastardly, dastardly on Rhea Ripley. So you're saying who's a tweener It's via cash in. Yes. And then beat her. And then they have just a banger of a match. I think here's the thing. I think you're right. I think because I don't, you know what? I think what you, you know what I think I see? I see Rhea pulling a Roman with this belt. I see Rhea holding on to this thing um, through this current mania. And I say we get to the next, the uh, the mania afterwards. And that's where we have Jade and Rhea. And Jade wins the belt. I'll, I'll, I'll take that angle. Rather than the money in the bank, even though I do agree with you, like Jade Cargill, like just the branding opportunity that you have with like her winning money in the bank, and like she would absolutely like have a valet to just like carry that around and just be like, I'm Jade fucking Cargill. Like I think you're right though. I think Jade Cargill has to be the one who beats Rhea, right? Because you have to put someone gotta gotta put someone no, over on no, her. Like, every Charlotte, you can't just no, give someone it, heat, right? Here's here's what I say. This year's Mania, somehow book it. Becky will go up against Rhea, but Becky's not beating Rhea. And Rhea will hold this belt until the next Mania afterwards, and Jade will beat her. 
that'll be my prediction. Yeah, I, I don't mind both Becky. I mean, again, Rhea's a tweener. I wouldn't mind Charlotte because how Charlotte dogged her out and she couldn't really beat Charlotte like that, like that. And the mania moment, Charlotte going down to NXT to take the title. It was a, it was a bunch of fucking hoopla that was ridiculous where Rhea can come through and be like, no, nah, I didn't forget about that shit. Like, we're running it back at actual mania. Let's right. get it. And part, and part of it, too, is like her having the belt is kind of like part of her character. And her character really doesn't like this is why she's in like a fatal five way is because like she doesn't need to be feuding with anyone. She's already the main character of like uh, like the main person of a faction. And like her and Dom are like taking over the world. Like she doesn't necessarily even really need a feud. No. She's like I've never seen someone like this untouchable, you know, like to the point where it's like there's yes, she's in five a, women in the ring with her call. Yes, Not she, one has a chance of beating has a chance of beating her. And it's like and and honestly, unlike Roman, where we've been at this point with Roman, where we're like, okay, someone, someone's gotta get the title off Roman. So I, I don't want the title to go off Rhea. Like ever until no. like make it a big moment, make it a big deal, and maybe Roman this shit out. Like, why not? So I that's a great call. And so once again, I'll be calling you and Jay Cargill wins the belt. <laughs> and also saving the clip. This also gives us time for Jade to, because there's definitely been like, they've been teasing her to be on NXT. And I think this gives her time to go be in NXT, work with some of the people down there, and then get a quick up and like have it, like doesn't even have to win any of the next two Rumbles, just have impressive showings at both Rumbles. Yes. No, I, I agree. And then. We have main event Roman Reigns versus L.A. Knight. Yeah, <laughs> it's his game, Cole. It's 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 his game, mm. but it, it ain't his title tonight. I mean, you know what's going to throw L.A. Knight off his game is the fact that part of his game is not a six-hour ring walk. So, you know, there's just a can L.A. I feel like this is honestly like a, a good kind of style matchup because I feel like if anyone can do the Roman pace, you know, because Ro- Roman Roman Reign main events are slow. There's it's 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 like watching wrestling in molasses. Like it's all very slow, super slow. And this is one of the few guys that I feel like. Like when 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 Roman was facing Jay, like it doesn't like Jay Jay. I want to be seeing like super kick and flying in the air and like flying all around the ring, right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, yep. And Cody Cody can obviously do it because Co- Cody just has to look at the crowd. Never, you know, like LA Knight yeah. is going to have like the crowd in the palm of his. Hand. I yeah. wish this was. I wish this was not in Saudi because I feel like. If it was, I think when they did the last presser in Saudi, the crowd was chanting "L.A. Night." Okay, okay. Behind I, trips, like in Saudi, like how do you know this guy? I want to. I just want to make sure that crowd is like the the crowds that we have been getting for L.A. Night. Like that's yeah. the crowd. So, and again, I, it makes sense. I mean, because what like they are definitely feeding off of nostalgia, and L.A. Night's character is a lot of that. Like haters come at me if you think that. That's not true because it's clearly part of his character that he is an embodiment of 
everything we loved about the Attitude Era and, and the exactly. 90s and those guys who dropped the promos then, right? So yeah. he fits the pace of a Roman Reigns match because like all that oh. empty space is just going to be, be spectacle. It's just going to yeah. be, yeah, it's all spectacle. And yeah. the fact, and all of his moves require spectacle. Five move and do. <laughs> yeah, he's good. It's Cor- correct, but uh, I mean, yeah. The, again, there's just. It's, I, it's I, going be to be cool. fun. It would be cool. I'm interested to see the near falls. I'm interested to see if they really get me to think. This ends. This match ends in an all-out brawl. We don't even get a decision. Every member that'll be in War Games will be in the ring mm. to end this match. Every single one. All bloodline, all um or this Judgment this Day yeah. versus Kevin, Sammy, Cody, uh Cody, John, John, at this point, probably Rollins, mm. if he gets cashed in on, would be that fifth man because he's just looking for revenge on priest, uh McDonough, all of them are in the ring. At this point, beating the hell out of each other, got to separate them all. And you know how this pay per view ends, Cole. Are you going to take the words out of my mouth? Go ahead. Cool. One man walks out into the entrance ramp. When they're all beating the hell out of each other and have to be separated, one man, we haven't seen him in a while. William Regal walks oh, out to the ramp my. with a microphone. And says, Wait, is, enough! Is, this will be settled. War games. And then that's how it Heads exploding. Is that's his, how pay-per-view ends. Puts the logo there. Is his, uh, is his like his non-compete done? That's my question. That's the only That is a good question. Yeah, that's I'm assuming. It's we'll gotta be it close. Yeah. Gotta break if, it if it's not. If anything, just be like, hey, Tony. Hey, look. I know the regal thing. Weird. Yeah. But like. Look, uh, uh, this is, hey, or, I'm sorry. Hey, this is Hunter. Uh, look, Tony, I just want, I just want to say you're doing great over there, but I need William Regal to say war games one time. Thanks, buddy. Like, I, <laughs> I think, I think, I think we got it. I think this is, I think, it, I think I was going to say, done it again, Cole. I was going to, I was going to, yeah, my mind was not as exciting as, uh, I was just going to be like, well, yeah, Cody's going to probably end it with a crossroads. So we go, whoa, but like, if William Regal's out, okay. So here, here's if William Regal can't, this will end similarly to what you were saying. But Cody Rhodes will hit a crossroads on Roman Reigns, and crowd will go nuts, and all of the baby faces will be in the crowd. Yay! But yeah. if William Regal's there, War Games. Let's do it. Like, yeah. I, they're they're teeing up, and that pay per view is going to. You know be what? The first video. So good. As soon as I get off this call, it's just going to be. I want to see. Go to YouTube.com. Go to the search bar and just search William Regal saying war games. War games. <laughs> that montage is great. Get you high. That's, that's all you need. Uh, no, it's it's gonna be a fun, fun month of pro wrestling. We missed you, Cole. It's great Bye. to have you back I, on. I miss you. And and big, 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 big shout out to Andreas and Johnny Davenport and Big E out there in in New York promoting promoting the film it's fucking awesome it's just uh, seeing all the stuff come through on instagram seeing them all have a good time and 
Um, I, I think it, it looked like a, it looked like uh, I guess uh, Andreas and Johnny had never gotten to interact like in person like during never. This whole, they hadn't met each other they never met time. each other and, and Johnny's been Johnny did the corner rumble with us and stuff like that so yeah. like that's just so cool to see um, so seeing seeing Bridges get uh, get getting the big lights now seeing our heroes rock really start to kind of uh, to show up I still want one of those jackets somehow some way. Um, <laughs> But uh, just just shout out to them. That's it's fucking awesome, and they're doing the media tour stuff right now. So, uh, best of luck to them. And I guess it gave me a little opening here to, since I'm not like at the current state, completely on the move. So like, I got to talk some wrestling. I'll always love talking wrestle with you guys. Of course, we love it. Everyone missed you, and they missed you like I missed the DCs. We're getting close to end of year time. And you know what that means. We're going to have wrestling awards coming up. We're going to have Let's do it. everything in entertainment coming up. So that means we're going to be talking video games. And boy, boy, is that discussion going to be something? Because I, there's, I got a lot to say. There's some very oh, good videos so many. this year. I, lit, I was going to buy Spider-Man, but I didn't want it to take over my entire weekend. That's, so I'm going to buy it on Monday. So here's the thing. I have, a, I have a confession to make, but I have a resolution that I made about it. I haven't played. Uh, the the first Spider Man that came out, or the Miles Morales ones, but okay. the game car, the 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 game disc is sitting like right across from me because I just got it. So like I'm going to, be so <laughs> All right, I'm, going good. To, I'm going to rectify that because I would like to play Spider Man too. But let me tell you, there's a game called Alan Wake Two, and it's one of the best fucking things I've ever seen in my life. So uh, it's uh, pretty good. So don't 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 tempt me, Cole. Like, got stuff to do with my life. It's a, it's you always, a good time. Trying to pull it? me back in. I still got to play Baldur's Gate. I still got to figure that out. But you know, oh, I can't wait. So much more to come. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, you're gonna get more of these remote episodes as the year winds down, just because Blue Wire Studios is super packed and busy. They're like, always busy. Uh, shout out to so shout busy. out to everybody there. Yes, there's uh, F1 coming through Vegas, and then we're. <laughs> Closed at Blue Wire for Thanksgiving, and then December's kind of a mess with holidays and, and me and Dre's travel schedule. So we're going to have a lot of fun episodes mixed in, and then, of course, still giving you pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing throughout as well with some big matchups coming. So we appreciate you all. Follow us on all social media platforms. Like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts. It always helps a ton. Thank you. Producer Cole Bay Bay, we love you. We miss you. Nice to see you in Austin. New new backdrop. New backdrop. You're looking good. You shaved it's, for this. You shaved for this. I show. did. I did. Oh, you know. I you did. Uh, well, you know, it, it's it's funny. I didn't like it was because you texted me yesterday, being like the basically the bat signal, and I was like, man, like I know I normally have to show up with like the beard because it's part of like it's my character, but like, oh man, let me tell you, I had not shaved since I moved back here, and I'd been back here for like three weeks. It had to go. <laughs> It was it was getting a little, it a little rag. To, it had to go. You were looking like Juice Robinson. It was <laughs> Juice Robinson meets James Harden. I didn't need that. Uh, oh, that would've been a sight to see. As James Harden says, I and I would say like my beard was the system. You know, <laughs> I don't fit in the system. My beard was the system, and I just I needed to get it. I needed to shock the system. One might say. Hey, well, you look good. Can't wait to have you on the show more. Everyone, in the meantime, be safe. Look out for episodes. Next week, recapping everything that went on this week. We appreciate you. Until next time, we're out. Peace, baby. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. 
and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.